This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. We're going to talk about when will a regular mechanic do and when do you need a specialist, but that is just between your vehicle repair questions. Allison, you have talked about the importance of having just a finding just a regular mechanic. Why don't you go ahead and and say your spiel again on why that's important? Um, Are you talking about establishing a relationship with one? Exactly. Yeah. Um, You can, and a little tip on that that I've said before on the show is to find you a, a regular mechanic who's kind of good with everything, um, but does mostly your engine diagnostics and that sort of thing, your check engine lights, your um, some suspension repairs and stuff like that. And you can do that from just getting oil changes with them, something simple, and you build a relationship with them at like an independent shop versus uh, some of these corporate shops, which are, they cost way more for your average repair job you can establish a relationship with a mechanic and you know get a better price get a better deal and get someone who's passionate about working on your car but just like with doctors sometimes you need to see a specialist on your car and that's one of the things we're going to kind of talk about today is when you have a trusted personal mechanic that you have a relationship, sometimes you might need to see a specialist for electrical or heating or air, a a European or an Asian car specialist, diesel, front end. So, Allison, tell us in your opinion uh, when your car trouble can be handled more easily or when it might need a more detailed mechanic let's let's start with uh, electrical what are some things that you're uh, a mechanic you might take your car to for an oil change what's an electrical problem that they could easily handle but when is one where you might need to go to see a electrical specialist when you're having a problem electrically that you're it's it's um not a simple fix like a parasitic drain if your battery's draining down overnight and you're having to keep charging it that's a a good example of seeing an electrical specialist so they can track that down in your electrical system if you have like a headlight that won't come on that's a good that's an electrical problem something electrical is going on there and causing that to happen um so basically Anything electrical, they are able to handle. Um, If you have a starter going out or an alternator going out, they can rebuild those at electrical shops and save you money on buying a new part. That's something a lot of people don't know. A lot of mechanics don't even know. They just replace the alternator or starter, but you can have them rebuilt 
you're going to be buying a rebuilt alternator or starter anyway, and it'll save you a lot of money because those can be expensive components, especially alternators. And um, so that's sometimes when you can get get to an electrical automotive specialist and get those done faster, usually cheaper than taking it to a regular mechanic. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. You've you've talked about, um, you know, heating and air conditioner. Uh, I've heard more about uh, blower doors <laughs> lately than than I knew before. When is uh, what is a problem with the the air conditioner or the heater that your regular mechanic might be able to fix? But what's one where you might need to take it for a specialist? When you have hot air blowing out of the bottom of the vent the bottom vents, but not blow it out of the top vents. That's something your regular mechanic should be able to handle. But let's say you have your AC stop working, then an AC specialist is someone you'd want to take it to. Um, and they have shops like that around. It'll say AC and heat repair. And... Um, they usually do a few other things too, but that'll be one of the specialties that they do. There's not like a standalone AC repair shop that it's usually combined with those few other specialty areas like brake and suspension. But um, it is something that you want to get someone qualified for to work on your AC system because AC systems are a standalone system in the car. They they have their own pressure switches and your switches to turn them on and off and these all these different components can act up on them so having someone who can track it down without wasting too much time on uh, trying to figure out what's going on then that's what you want so someone who's uh, knowledgeable on the AC system we do live in a global society now where the big three aren't the big three anymore and there are a lot of european there are a lot of japanese there are a lot of korean different kinds of car manufacturers are the uh, like a, a european car specialist that wouldn't necessarily be a Porsche dealer. Uh, it could be. Would would someone? Would there be a mechanic who specializes in in European that is a separate from a mechanic that might work at a dealership? Yes, they have um, European specialists, Japanese specialists. Um, some of them that just prefer to work on just Honda, Toyota. In Nissan, and um, and then you have your European that you know work on Volkswagen, Mercedes, BMW, Porsche specialists, and um, you have one that specializes in working on Jaguar, Range Rover, which are English cars. Um, we kind of specialize that a little bit at our shop. It's something that we do and um, and work on a lot. So. For your cars, there is someone that specializes in it. I haven't heard of a Korean uh, car specialist yet that deals with Hyundai and Kias, 
mostly, but um, for the others I have that I mentioned. I just had a fabulous idea, Allison. Don't tell anybody else, and we'll we'll uh, uh, corner the market on this. A lot of people in you know Mississippi don't live in the Memphis area, don't live on the coast, don't live in Jackson, which is where I would imagine a lot of these specialist mechanics are. It would seem to me it might be cheaper to take your car maybe to Jackson to a specialist and then rent a car for a couple of days while they work on it. You know, if there's not one in your uh, area, I know sometimes a dealership will give you a loaner car. Do sometimes mechanics, do they ever have any relationships with car rental companies to you know, give somebody a, a rental car while your car is being fixed? I know when I worked at a local dealership as a service advisor, we had a relationship with a car rental company where they could get a discounted rate, um, which was something they did. But as far as the individual shop, I'm not sure. I'm, maybe um, some shops do and some don't. Um we don't at our shop. We don't have a relationship with a rental company to get discounted rates on rental cars. But there are some. But sometimes it does pay to go ahead and get your car repaired and rent a car in the meantime instead of letting a problem carry on that might get worse. And um, so, you know, we have customers that do that here and there, and, and that's really works out a lot better because it gives the mechanic time to do the job right and not be rushed and uh and you know sometimes that's something you just have to do if you don't have an extra car to drive or have a a a a neighbor or a dad with pickup truck that you can borrow (laughs) yep send us your email questions auto at mpbonline.org we're talking about when you might need to seek a specialist to repair your car. We're also taking your car repair questions. Is your car under recall? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. 
If you want even more autocorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Autocorrect is also heard on MPB Think Radio at 10 a.m. I'm sorry, 10 a.m. Thursdays with a replay Saturday at 11 a.m. There haven't been any recalls this year yet. Uh, I'm thinking the recall people must still be on Christmas vacation or something, or Washington must be busy with other things. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. They call it NHTSA. And put in your VIN number. (laughs) You can also find their Safer Car app where you can put in the VIN number to find out if your car has a specific recall. Allison, where do we find our VIN number? You can find it when you open your door in the door jam. It'll be on a little placard in there. It's also on the dash above, uh, on the driver's side, uh, below the, on the bottom of the windshield. Um, I recently saw a placard. It was on the passenger side um, door jam with a VIN number, and another is on your information that you keep in your glove compartment with your tag and your insurance card. Excellent. We're talking about when you might need to seek a specialist to repair your car. We're also taking your repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. And we've got a call from Jackson. It is Richard calling in. Richard, thanks so much for being part of AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Uh, I'm looking for an electrical uh, expert that works on European cars. Can y'all recommend one or suggest how I can locate one in in Jackson or somewhere close? Um, What I did last time I went looking for a European specialist is I called European Automotive in Madison, and they... um, they recommended a, a few places. There's Autolux in Ridgeland that does um, European work, and um, I can't remember the names of the other ones. So if you call these places, they they might can suggest other ones too that could help you out. So that that'll give you kind of a start of where to look, and uh, hopefully you can find it. But for European. They should be able to handle electrical problem on a European car one of these stops. Uh, tell me again the uh, the first place you named that, that you called. European Automotive. They're they're in Ridgeland, actually. Okay. I, I believe. European, European Automotive, Automotive okay. and Autolux in Ridgeland. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. We're glad that you called in today. Thank you for the info. Okay, Allison, let's uh, talk some more about, uh, you know, a diesel specialist. Uh, I know you don't put regular gas in a diesel car or diesel gas in a regular car. Uh, Tell me about the different kinds of mechanics. So, um... There are diesel specialists out there that just deal with diesel trucks. There's also specialties within that 
genre that are dealing with only the Ford diesel engines or just the Chevy diesel engines, um, which is neat. So when you go, when you have a diesel truck and you go to have a problem, you wouldn't want to take it to a regular mechanic. You'd want to take it to a diesel mechanic um, because it's a different system and they, they run almost completely differently and have different components and, and everything. Um, so that's, that's a specialty area that, that you want to uh, take a vehicle to. It seems that every time the gas prices get high, that's when the diesel car sales or vehicle sales seem to take off. Other than maybe better gas mileage than a gasoline car, what are, do, you, do you know what are some reasons people might buy a diesel vehicle? They have more torque as far as the engine is set up, so they usually have more pulling power. So that's why you see them used so much for vehicles that are pulling. The, just the way the engine is designed and, and how much torque it puts out, it makes it a, a great towing vehicle. And uh, a, another reason is for gas mileage. You do get better gas mileage with it, even though the diesel costs a little bit more. So say you get a little diesel car. I had one one time. I had a Nissan Sentra diesel, um, little four-cylinder, and I got about 55 miles per gallon in it. So the cost of the diesel being a little bit higher than gas was outweighed by how much gas mileage I got. I have a customer with a Volkswagen diesel, little four-cylinder, um, and he gets really high gas mileage with it. I can't remember what he said, but it was really high up there, and it negated the cost of diesel being higher. So. So along with that, that's those are the two main reasons that people buy diesel. I am loving all this stuff you know. <laughs> it's almost like you're the expert. <laughs> Let's go to <laughs> Holly Springs and talk to Gary. Gary, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. I've got a question on oil change on a 16 camp. Uh, synthetic oil. The dealer says 10,000 miles, and I just wanted to get your take on that. Can you again what vehicle it was? Uh, 16 Toyota Camry. Yeah, and they've got the 10,000-mile um, oil change because of the synthetic oil. Well, the, to be honest with you, the verdict is still out on whether that's good or not as far as with the experts. Um, so with that being said, you know, you kind of have to decide for yourself what, when you're going to change your oil. Um, I drive for a large trucking company and it was one of our salesman's cars and, uh, they, they maintain them very well and they constantly changed it at 10 and I've stuck to it. Got 120,000 miles on it. Never had any problems. And, and don't have any problems with it. That's that's really good. I'd be curious when it gets up to around like the 250,000 mile range, how it's still running in. Because 120 for a Toyota, let's be honest, is still pretty young. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had friends you know, that's gotten 350, 400 out of theirs. Yeah, exactly. Before they need an engine replacement or rebuild or, or transmission. I know they... 
they last a long time, uh, most yeah. of them. Um, yeah, and uh, so you were talking about diesel a while ago? Yeah. Uh, I drive a 03 Dodge with Cummins diesel in it. And yeah. one thing that makes them so great, diesel is a low comp- is a lower compression engine than gasoline, and that causes that they last a lot longer. Mine's got 220 on it, and it hasn't even begun to show anywhere. Right. My I grew up with my dad driving Dodge Cummins diesels. We uh, had um, like a '97, and and then later on got a. Uh, a later model one, the next generation. We had the that that square body one, and then had the the later generation Dodge Cummins diesel. And um, both of those went over five hundred thousand miles and and never had a single problem. Sold them at auction uh, uh-huh. to get rid of them, and then he switched to a Nissan Titan, and it and it had high mileage and drove like a top. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a trucker, so. I've been dealing with uh, Cummins for 48 years. Yeah. I've, I've drove trucks awesome that got two, three it's, million it's, miles on them. <laughs> yeah, that inline six, that turbo inline six is a fantastic engine and gets great gas mileage. I remember we got like 21 miles per gallon, 22 miles per gallon, and, um, and that was with pulling a load on them and they've got just amazing gas mileage for a truck that can pull the way they can pull that's excellent excellent gas mileage yep it is that's i get 21 and with my big mobile motor home or travel trailer I, it's 14 to 16 which is still good because a gas is going to get five to seven <laughs> yeah exactly Right. Uh, okay, though. Well, I'll let somebody else get in there, and y'all have a blessed day, and thank you for being there. You do the same. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gary. We're going to now go to the beautiful suburbs of Clarksdale and speak with Homer. Homer, how are you doing today? Hey, how you all doing? Enjoying the show. Uh, I was just basically, that caller right there was just basically said everything I was going to call about. I I looked at diesel trucks a long time before I bought one. Everybody I talked to told me to get a, uh, if I was going to buy a Ford, to get a 7.3. Of course, you know everybody got their preferences. But I've been real satisfied with this truck. It's got headed towards 400,000 miles. Diesel run, I mean, since I bought this truck, I've started doing some research on diesel. It burns a lot cooler. You can let that motor sit there and run all the hours in, in just hot weather. The temperature does not change because it's got a lower kindling temperature and it's greasy. I mean, these are just greasy. It keeps your motor lube. So it, it is it is by far a truck that I will probably keep. I mean, if you need a bigger truck from time to time to pull, uh, I would recommend somebody that's looking at diesel. Uh, and the, the, the diesel engines now, of today, uh, they've came so far with those engines. I mean, it, it is just amazing what they've done with diesel in the last 10 years or so. But if, if anybody's looking for something, if you pull some sometimes or if you don't want to just keep buying trucks, trying to keep up, keep up with everybody else, you just want a truck for use, to do certain things, kind of like a 
monkey wrench in a toolbox. Uh, I would suggest somebody to get a diesel engine. I mean, you know, when you have a problem with them, you got you got problems sometimes, but they're fixable. Yep. What truck was that again you said you have? I've got a 7.3 Allison. I talked to a lot of people. I talked to Dodge people before I bought a diesel. I bought. I talked to uh, people with Chevys. I actually talked to people, and then I researched it. Everybody I talked to, even a guy that exclusively sold diesel trucks, he told me, if you can find a 7.3 somewhere that somebody hadn't abused and they serviced it, and they serviced the truck, he said, that's the one you should get. That's what that's I ended up. I found one. Stroke. I kept looking and looking. That's the Ford Power Stroke Diesel 7.3 liter. It is the monster. It is the truck. Uh, yeah, they quit making them. Huge. They stopped yeah. making the they stopped making the seven threes, Allison. I asked the mechanic at the Ford dealership, why did y'all stop making those engines? Ford Ford made a lot of people mad with those six six O's and six fours. I mean, you got to do all this bulletproofing and all. Seven three, you don't have to do all that too. I mean, it's just gonna run. And uh, yeah. it, it it is a it, I look, he showed me about ten trucks they had in the Ford dealership. All of them raised up, putting engines and doing stuff to them. He said all those six old six fours, no seven threes in here. He said we weren't making any money on it. Huh. All right, y'all have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Homer. Yeah, if if Ford makes cars that are or trucks that are indestructible, they won't. Nobody will buy any new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Our email address, where you can send a question, is auto at mpbonline dot org. We're learning when you might need to seek a specialist to repair your car. Between your car repair questions, what's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. As you've no doubt heard, listener support makes public radio possible. But here's something you may not have heard. Public radio stations around the country raise millions of dollars each year from the sale of donated vehicles. That's right, vehicles of all sorts. Whether they're running or not, they can be turned into support for public radio. Here's how to donate it to support this station. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. 
In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy. Thank you so much for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. What's in the news? Allison, just for fun, I checked to see what the best-selling car accessories were on Amazon.com. They listed first was a car back-of-seat organizer that could hold a tissue box and a clear iPad holder. Uh, I your your sister has uh, has kids. I know when our kids on our van for some of our car trips, we had a couple of these for you know kids to put all their kit and caboodle in to keep the car organized. Sounds like a really good idea. I like that. So we could probably really use that in our setups for sure. The other one was this I've seen on TV. It's a auto-cleaning gel putty thing that you kind of smush into cracks, and it pulls up goop and crud and, and stuff. Have, have you ever used any of that? No, I haven't. Something about that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, a nasty piece of putty with a bunch of dirt and I don't know. I'll stick to the toothbrushes and graphics and yeah, that slime business. I, 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 yeah, where does it go once? Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Another yeah. one is a universal car air vent mount phone holder. How do you have your car, how do you have your phone held in your car? Um, uh, a couple of them. One of them that we, we used it recently when I raced in the Subaru WRX STI that I raced. We had it attached to the windshield. We had one attached to the windshield and one attached to the rear view mirror. And that was the two ways that we had it attached. We couldn't get it to stick to the dashboard. Um, and I think my nephew just got one for the car. I just got him, and it attached to the dashboard, so and not to the vent. So I haven't used one that attaches to the vent holder, the vent on the dash yet. The problem with attaching it to the vent is, you know, in the winter your phone can get hot, and if you have the phone on speaker, then and you have the the, the fan on, you're going to hear all that noise. Um, and I found the problem with having some kind of an attachment on the dashboard is they've made these cars all so sleek and rounded now. There's not a flat surface to uh, permanently adhere something to the to the dashboard. I had gotten my husband as seen on TV, and you know, I don't know at the it was a a, a magnet that uh, you stuck on the back of your phone, and then it was a magnet that you stuck on uh, a piece that you stick on the dashboard, and the IT guy about had a fit 
here at MPB when I said I had a magnet on the back of my phone. He said that was a, a big super no-no. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Um, I, I had that set up for just a, a small amount of time in my race car so that I could record or, and take pictures in the car with the, the magnet set up. But I only, only used it for, like, a, a couple of races. So I'm glad that I didn't use it for very long. <laughs> yeah, he fussed at me. He said you shouldn't do that. We are talking about when you might need to seek a specialist to repair your car, but that's just between your questions. We'd love for you to email us. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, when I was asking you what kind of specialist there are, you mentioned a front-end specialist. Well, there's a front end of the car and a back end of the car. So what, what does a front-end specialist do? So they handle suspension problems mostly and steering issues. So, like, they will do uh, replacements, like if your rack and pinion is leaking power steering fluid and replace that. If you have a strut that's broke or a strut mount that's broke, and they can handle that sort of thing. Um, they do. They generally handle alignments, too. Um, so those are the kind of specialty area they handle as far as up front. And there are shops who base that. Now, they'll do other things, but they are, they are specifically for front-end suspension. And then you have some shops that are, let's say, just for the rear suspension and the rear components like the drive shaft and the different rear differential um, and handle those things, which is a whole separate area. And that's their specialty is handling um, your rear suspension components and rear, rear end issues, basically, is, is a short way to say it. One of the other kind of specialists that you've mentioned is a diagnostic specialist. With all the new electronics that are on your car, and you know, you've mentioned before trying to chase some kind of a, a, a problem, uh, talk about uh, someone who specializes in diagnosing problems. So that is not going to be something that's particularly advertised. That's basically finding a mechanic that is passionate and very knowledgeable and up-to-date on how to use the scan tool and different probes and diagnostic tools that come with that. Um, uh, at my shop, we do a lot of that, and uh, and I know a few mechanics in the area who do hardcore diagnostics that's that's what i call it. it's when you really know how to use the computer and the oscilloscope and and the multimeter probes and and these different things to diagnose a problem or diagnose usually a check engine light of some sort or a uh, a running issue an engine performance issue and so that's a little bit harder to find but what that's where it comes into play of having a relationship with your mechanic and getting to know them and how much they've actually done and what kind of different things they do. And, uh, and that's kind of um, something that takes a little bit of time to find. It's, it's not a shop, a, a shop out there that specializes just in that, but you're, you'll have mechanics at shops who do specialize in diagnostics at different shops. Allison, following you on social media as the lady auto mechanic and, you know, looking at Facebook and Twitter, 
uh, you've you've been at a machine shop lately doing a, a lot of things for your own personal race car what what all goes on at a machine shop uh, for an automotive machine shop basically they shave heads when they warp um, at the one I'm at at least you know that's the one I got familiar with of what all he does um, he does head and bottom end work and that means the bottom of the engine where the cylinders are where the pistons in it and hones those out cleans all that up you know board out and put in bigger pistons for you do the same on the heads um and 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 that sort of thing and then um there are machine shops that do specialty stuff too like there's a machine shop I had do my bottom end. They specialize in that, so I let them handle that. And I met uh, Jeff at Jackson Cylinder and Head from having my head done there. And then we took my bottom end and finished it out. And um, so that's kind of the specialty shop that that is that I, I go to. It's an automotive machine shop. There are other machine shops that just they make stuff for all kinds of industrial applications and that sort of thing and they, they are not an automotive shop um, so there's different kinds of machine shops out there i'm grinning but i'm not going to comment on your head or your bottom end <laughs> <laughs> our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four we're discussing when you might need to seek a specialist to repair your car and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. review from Casey Williams for AutoCorrect. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey. Hi everyone, the vehicle we have today is the Ford F-150 Hybrid. It's been completely re-engineered and redesigned for 2021. From the outside, you can't see a lot of changes. But when you go around to the bed, you can really see the benefit of the new hybrid system. There are power plugs, you can run your tools, run your camping gear, all placed in the bed, very easy to use. And when you move inside, there's a brand new 12-inch widescreen touchscreen control all your infotainment systems, completely redesigned. You've now got wireless, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, and Ford Plus Alexa. Very, very nice interior as well. And that hybrid system gets you 24 miles per gallon in the city, 24 on the highway, and actually gives you 430 horsepower and 570 pound-feet of torque, so you can pull those big trailers. Overall, very nice truck. Looking at a base price, just under 29,000 for an F-150. This one, 65,256. 
That was Auto Casey for AutoCorrect. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a You Could Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at AutoCorrect. .mpbonline.org Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic Allison Walker ASE certified. Allison that uh, Casey Williams review $65,000 for that truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And it's not even a 7.3 diesel. <laughs> nope. But the North American International Auto Show announced the Ford F-150 was the North American truck of the year. The Hyundai Elantra was the car of the year. And the Ford Mustang Mach-E was the utility vehicle of the year. I guess that... Ford Mustang Mach-E is the Mustang they turned into an SUV? Um, I think so. That's kind of crazy. Super weird. <laughs> I don't have any idea what they are doing. <laughs> when we're talking about specialists for your vehicle, one of the specialists is uh, body guys, uh, body parts. Are they considered mechanics or is that just a whole is that an apple orange thing uh it's a little bit of an apple orange thing um so we had you know my good friend jason mariscalco on the radio who's a body guy um and but he would do mechanic stuff but he wasn't a mechanic he didn't consider himself a mechanic and um but he's definitely mechanically inclined so, but he was a body guy in and out. So that that area, I guess, it takes up enough knowledge and experience just to just to do that. That's a whole special area in itself, and it's just there's a lot to it. He did some work on my Prius for me, and I couldn't believe how many steps there was just for a simple dent that I had put in my Prius. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to think that not everybody who works on a car is a mechanic. Right. Like uh, paint, the, the, the paint guys. You certainly want someone who is talented and who has a good reputation and who has all the stuff. That's a whole bunch of other stuff to be a, a, a paint, a car paint person. 
Exactly, and you need a paint booth for it. It's a there's a lot involved with painting. Um, I'd love to take a stab at it. When I was, you know, I had a paint business, and you know, I know how to use a sprayer. It's a similar hand motion to, to spray a house as it is a car. So I think I, I can do that. But you, there's so much involved. You have to have the right paint gun, and you know, and and you have to know how to mix it just right. And there's the ingredients of paint there's like you have to make a concoction of and you have to use a recipe for each bit of paint that you spray and uh and it's these little different um components to the recipe that that make the paint and it's it's a it's a process and a, a big learning curve well, and uh, upholstery. We've had a Q from On Q Customs on, and he has uh, mechanical abilities, but also a, a person who works on car. The upholstery isn't necessarily a mechanic, right? Um, and that's a specialty area. Sometimes people who do like upholstery on furniture and that sort of thing will go into automotive upholstery too because it's the same thing and therefore you know not have any mechanic knowledge whatsoever so there's only so much mechanic knowledge or mechanic mechanical inclination that you would need to do um car upholstery and not just removing dashes and that sort of thing that's part of the upholstery process sometimes and that sort of thing and you mentioned this as on my list as a specialty, but I would think this could be a specialty for each specialty. Engine performance specialist. Is that for race car things or is that would you have an engine performance specialist for regular engines? That's for regular engines uh, also. And it's basically how is the engine performing if it's performing poorly then how to diagnose it and diagnose it properly and find out what's going on that was a section in our automotive technology courses and it's a it's a specialty area of its own is engine performance most mechanic shops specialize in engine performance and that's the technical term for it but it's engine diagnostics and knowing how they run and work how to how to do most major work on them um, as far as like head gaskets and timing chain jobs and that sort of thing and um and how to remove and replace them and that's and that sort of thing so it's a uh, it's it is a specialty area that some shops are a little better at, at at diagnosing and handling that kind of thing dealerships generally don't have mechanics that do that sort of thing they usually do more minor um, diagnostics and that sort of thing. It's usually your independent shops that are going to handle the more intense engine repair and, and diagnostics. Well, we only have about a minute left. Allison, we've, we do mention and we like to brag that you are an ASC certified mechanic. I hope that when you get ready for your next certification, uh, maybe take us along on that journey. Let us know what it entails and and what your steps are. Uh, sure can. Yeah, it's a lot of studying, and then you go and take the test certification just like an AC repairman or, or uh, other licensed professional, certified professionals. You go to a, a testing center. It's a 
a lot of studying going into that. I, I studied like I would have for a master's or something like that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and uh, uh, last thing, you have listed tuners. What's that? So tuners are people who tune up cars for performance applications, and that's a, that's a whole bank of knowledge of how to change the air-to-fuel ratio and how to change the dual um, the dwell time on your injectors and these different things like that that are it takes a lot of knowledge to do that so that you don't tear up an engine and change it for the wrong thing and to get the performance that you're looking for so that's a that's a whole specialty area of its own that that a shop will do and there and those are not just in every city it's sometimes like for my car i I think the guys are based out of Florida that are doing the tune for my car, and we're doing it remotely. Uh, and it, you know, I had to mail off the ECU to them to put the tune into it. So a whole other area. All right, and that's for another autocorrect. That's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect. We could not do this show without Jay White and Michelle McAdoo. They are team autocorrect. For Allison Walker, who you remember can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Please join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect and Saturdays on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.